HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Grace Bonney of After the Jump, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's August 26, 2014. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Tonight we're celebrating the summer that's almost over. Uh, we had a great July Good Beer Month, and we inducted some uh, new New York City and Long Island bars into the Good Beer Seal. Uh, joining us tonight is Ray Darmstadt of uh, the new great St. Gambrinus Beer Shop. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thanks, Jimmy. How are you? Well, it, it's, it's really been great seeing you uh, develop. You guys have been open one year now. Yes, we had a great weekend for our anniversary this past weekend. And you guys really very quickly became one of the go-to places for craft beer in New York City. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so we, we got to hang out at the Edible Good Beer event. You received a Good Beer seal. Which was awesome. So what, what does that mean to you? Um, it just means that we're, you know, recognized by our peers, um, you know, voted by everybody else in the business, and um, uh, just it means a, a lot. So even you know, just open up a year. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, hills and valleys that go through when you open up a small business, and getting something like this is just uh, you know, it's it's a, a real plus for us. So you know, no, just I, put, I put, know one of the things that you're doing that that got you the good beer sale is you, you're hosting you know unique you know beer events, launches, releases. What are some of the uh, beer events you've had recently well what i'm like what i like to do is kind of promote the uh, self-distributing guys uh, our first event was with a brewery from uh, queen's uh, finback then we did uh, uh, an event with other half which went over great and then um, we did uh, two thursdays ago an event with the gentlemen that are here uh, secret engine so uh that was really uh, awesome uh, day. We had the gravity keg on the bar of their sticky hand worker, and um, also Rocky Point's uh, Pilsner uh, Sixto, and uh, uh, a lot of uh, 
a lot of interest, a lot of people there, and the kegs kicked like in an hour and a half or whatever. So it was a really good day for us and a good day for them too, I think. So, so you're in Brooklyn. Uh, how do you go about setting up these events? Because I think it's interesting for people that aren't in the industry. Well, you just you, you talk to the brewers if, if they're self-distributing or you talk to the, the rep from the, uh, uh, the distributor or you talk to the, the, the rep who works for the brewer and you just sort of say, hey, we want to you know, do something. Do you have anything special? Uh, can we put together a date? And then once we get that finalized, we sort of go on social media, uh, send out tweets, uh, put up signs. If they want to promote it, they can you know, cross-promote it as well, and we just go from there. Well, you definitely have one of the more unique places in, in New Thanks. York City. So, so you, you brought the guys in tonight. So you got Mike from Rocky Point, and uh, I can't remember, but you got Mike Voigt, Rocky Point, Mike Mare, and Matthew Molina from Secret Engine. So yes. you guys, t- tell us about that night. You guys uh, made a collaboration beer, and, and you went to San Cambrinas. Tell us about that experience, uh, why you guys picked uh, San Cambrinas, and, uh, you know, Talk well, us through that night cause because they love our pretty place. interesting. <laughs> well, there's another 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 one of us from Secret Engine isn't here, Dave. Um, and me and Dave frequented Tank Gambrinus. Dave lived across the street, and when we brewed this first batch, me and Mike got really excited, and we're starting with one cask, then we went to two, and then we're like, let's do three, and we're like, we need to get this out. So Dave went in to talk to Ray about. You know, just, hey, we have this new beer. We're finally launching. Would you want to do a cask event? As we all cheers to the Sticka Handworker. (laughs) Sticka Handworker. But, yeah, so unfortunately, Mike. Mike, how do you say it again, Mike Voigt? (laughs) Sticka Handwerker. So, uh, unfortunately, Mike couldn't be there that night. I love a good German name. (laughs) Because he was celebrating his 26th anniversary. So we'll do another... New York City event where Mike can be there. Well, t- tell us about the collaboration process. So, y- you guys, Secret Engine, are you guys a brewery yet? We are looking for a permanent home. So, we're doing the Gypsy Route, getting, you know, it's t- wholesaler's license, all that to, to you know, work with Mike uh, until we find a permanent place in Brooklyn. Um, Mike, I reached out to Mike, and he knew the struggles of that with his own brewery and the hurdles he had to go through. So he's like, hey, come on out, you know, come to my house, have some beers, let's talk about beer and music. And that's exactly what we did. And yeah, we just kind of hit it off. Yeah. It, it's all a weird, we have a weird connection, the two of us. Yeah, a lot of, lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Mike's, you know, Rocky Point does very traditional, like, German styles that you, you also do other things, but you're... No, Germans and Belgians, we try to put our own spin on them, but... And the stuff I like to do is, like, I'll, I do a blonde with rosemary and mint, I do a pale with smoked Tabasco peppers... Um, I like to play around with things and not smack you in the face with it, where if I didn't tell you what was in it, you wouldn't necessarily know. You'd just be like, oh, what is that? So we actually really collaborated quite nicely on this recipe. Went back and forth for like about three weeks until we really yeah. tweaked it the way we wanted it. Kind of came out really where we wanted it to be, too. Yeah. And just... So then what was the process to, to make the, the beer? You went out to Rocky Point, Mike? I went out. To, I started going out to Rocky Point. We Mike started... Mike. <laughs> we the start, other Mike. We, we started, uh, you know... Cleaning kegs, cleaning equipment. You know, he's Mike's. Mike's. I'm. I'm like his intern. <laughs> he's like Mike. My bathroom's dirty. Go clean it. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, man. Uh, no. So we just started. We had, like he said, it was about three weeks. We went back and forth with his recipe. 
we ordered all the ingredients, and then we just brewed it. Yeah. I looked out of the box. Uh, beer's not brewed to any style. It was brewed to how we felt like we wanted to taste something. Uh, Mike's an excellent taster, and he likes to cook. Yeah. I have a, I graduated from culinary school a long time ago. Um, no, it was, it was, it was, it was a really fun collaboration, and now we've already collaborated on a second recipe. I think everybody here has got to taste it. I mean, anybody yeah, so, so, out or no? Ray, what do you think of this? So, t- first, tell us what, what went into this beer. So, it's, what is it called again? The Shticka what? Shticka Handwerk. Shticka Handwerk. We, we're kind of letting the beer sit on its own, where uh, Shticka means secret uh, around the Dusseldorf area. Handwerk means um, artisan. So, we took the secret from Secret Engine and the artisan from Rocky Point Artisan Brewers. But we, we wanted the beer to stand on its own and, and not really uh, give you an opinion before you taste it of what's in the beer. We want you to like the beer, enjoy the beer. We really do. We worked hard at, at creating it, but we don't want it to uh, have a, uh, a note of... We don't want to tell you what you should be tasting. Exactly. Right, well, we want you to enjoy the beer. What do you beer. taste as, as an expert good Brazil well, bar it's, owner? It's, it's got all the malt. And it's got some sort of like herbal spice um, on the finish that I'm getting right now. I can um, say we didn't use any herbs or spices in it. No, no. We can say it's six malts, three hops, yeast, and water. It's Ryan Heiskabut. <laughs> it, it, it has all uh, malt, yeast, hops, and water, and that's it. The four traditional ingredients. But uh, we think we've brewed it far outside the box that we've made these four ingredients taste like other things. Mike, you have excellent German pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, not only because I have a couple of German friends who tell me how to pronounce these things before I do it. <laughs> Otherwise, I really don't know Deutsch. But is that, was that your choice to focus on uh, German? You're doing German and Belgian beers at Rock. Uh, you know what? That, that's the beers I like to drink most of the time. So that's the beer. I, I brew the beer that I like to drink, and then there was extra, I sell it. You know what's awesome? I, I know, like, for Ray at San Cambrinus and at my place, Jimmy's number 43, what keeps me going is, is meeting guys like you and... and, and Every few months, I keep meeting new brewers yeah. from the area. But um, you know, I I've heard about you guys. I remember uh, two years ago, you did a special night at Spite and Dival in Brooklyn, and uh, I, it's, it's the first time I've ever had your beer. So, thank really you, great having you guys. Appreciate, it. yeah. Man, their their pilsner was awesome at our event too. So, one of my one of my favorite parts of being out at Rocky Point is getting to taste everything he's got. <laughs> I like tasting things, too. <laughs> so what's Rocky... So where is it? It's in Suffolk County, but what town? It's in Rocky Point. So uh, it's, it's kind of out there. It's before the Forks, but, you know, you're going to take a hike from here. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's on the wrong side of the tracks, too. <laughs> and then can people visit you? Do you have a tasting room? We do not. What we have is a farmer's market every Sunday. Uh, so there's a farmer's market in Rocky Point. We get to uh, interact with the public, uh, let people talk to the brewers and taste the beer at the farmer's market. Otherwise, it's basically on tap at local restaurants and beer distributors close to us. And we, we switch around the places that take it. Uh, small batch brewery, there's only about uh, 50 gallons at a time. Sometimes we do a double-day batch, uh, there's 100 gallons. But the beer goes quickly. We don't have to advertise too much. We enjoy the beer we make. We, we like getting it out there. I think Mike and Dave said you were three barrels? I think that's what it turns out to. Yeah, I think okay. 100 gallons is about three barrels. All right. All right well, cheers to you guys. Cheers. So, my, And, Mike, what was cool? So you were at San Gambrinus one night with, with the casks. And the next night you brought me a sample at Jimmy's number 43. Don't, don't tell Mike. Mike's really against me bringing samples. No. It wasn't the samples, man. I, just <laughs> wanted, to, I wanted to keep the secret thing about it. I really, no, yeah, yeah. It's not that I do this all the time, but I thought that 
th- this beer was kind of nice being secret. Not just the, the collaboration, no, it, yeah. but we, the way it works is if we told you what the ingredients is, you'd be looking for those flavors. At this point, you, you get to taste the beer and, and decide what you like yourself. Something really fun we've had with this beer, actually, is not many people saying the same thing about it. Yeah. Well, it's like the emperor wears new clothes. You, you see what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, so, Ray, let's look at So, let's talk about this. So, it's like, it's kind of cloudy. It's not very carbonated. Uh, it's not, the, we, we, no, it's kind of casky. Yeah. Yeah, but we even had the, well, we had the, the obviously, the... Uh, the cask and the six. The cask, and then we had the sixto for our anniversary, which is still up and still selling very well. Uh, but that's not very carbonated as well. But you told me that it was uh, that's intentional. Yes, intentional. Yeah. So awesome. And our, our another good Brazil owner, uh, Sam Barbieri from Waterford Ale House, just walked in too. So let's get it, let's get him a sample because he's he's another expert taster in the room. Uh, let's let's just scoot over. Let's get Sam a spot. You guys can share and all this stuff. But um, yeah, Sam, we we're just talking about. Uh, you know what the good Brazil means, and 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 by extension, how we get to meet all these great, cool new brewers. And I know when when you started Waterfront Ale House over uh, what nineteen eighty nine, right? Yeah, yeah, about twenty five yeah. years now. You were out there, yeah. you know, at the forefront. Uh, wh- what does it mean to you now? I mean, you, you've been in the good Brazil for a few years, and uh, you know, d- what does that mean to you? And and, and how do you want to represent your place? Because you've really been like a leader in craft beer in New York for so many years. Yeah, when we first started, it was really hard to get craft beer here. But uh, I'm always looking for something new. I'm looking for something local. Uh, people that have uh, you know, a real passion for what they're doing. And it comes through in their product a lot of times, too. We're going to put you on the spot because we've okay. been talking about this beer. And uh, these guys made it. Let, okay. let, let Sam taste it. And I want him to tell us what he thinks of it. Whether what style he thinks it is. or A nice malty nose. It's malty. It's good, yeah. It's really malty. Not a lot of hop, but it's just got enough hop to balance it. Uh, it's real chewy. But th- uh, this is what the guys have to go through. I mean, for years, yeah. you've had people bring samples to you every week, and you have to taste and choose what you're going to buy. A lot of times, uh, I, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but every once in a while, we get some samples, and uh, they're not always great. <laughs> And we're like, well, you know what? I'll think exactly. about it. I'll see. This is really good. Uh, this is very drinkable. Uh, I could see doing something like this in the cooler weather in the fall. It's nice. Yeah. You know, it has it, it. It's like slightly smoky, but it's not smoky at the same time. So, see, this this is what we're really enjoying. It's like hearing everyone say so many different things because sure. you're yeah. you're not reading something saying, oh, this is what you you should taste. You're just Experiencing it with as a it's a blank you know you know what for me is is that you know there, there, there was this, we this because we enjoyed it yeah. get on the mic but um just go Mike sorry <laughs> say it again. we enjoy it, it. we brewed it because we enjoyed it uh, that's yeah no that's awesome because like for us it's like there was a cascale thing and we, we got a buddy from England here today we'll, we'll, we'll bring him in later. But um, remember, it kind of went up and down, and then suddenly everyone was putting, this was maybe six, seven years ago, every brewery was putting, like, Imperial IPAs in casks, and just, just right from their tanks. And there wasn't any sense of, like, you know, what a cask ale is. But but this beer, I mean, this this is what I would want from a cask. I mean, w- wouldn't you, Ray? Yes. I mean, yes. No, we agreed to, as a matter of fact, we carbonated it in the kegs, more of a cask, you know, yeah. style, because we thought the beer served better 
with a cast carbonation. Yeah. It just uh, the flavors come through. Also, we, we prefer you not to serve it as cold as possible. It, there's a lot of flavors. We, that come we out tried with a, a different warmer, carbonation yeah. levels, and we we realized that the the lighter. You know, Lighter carbonation, carbonation made with, the spirit taste. Yeah. Better. So, Mike, are you going to do other stuff similar to this without, um, you know, as much carbonation? Or uh, well, the next next batch, we'll see what we're going to do. Yep. We 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 do we do have a We've new recipe fermenting. Yeah. Um, and then I think everything's going to be different. We're going to let everything kind of tell us what it should be. Okay. Like once we, we, we're telling it what we want it to be, and then when we taste it, finally, we'll be like, okay, this is how this should wind up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we ended up, uh, the first batch had uh, six different malts, three hops, and one rather specialty yeast. Um, the next beer we made, we made with the same specialty yeast and one of the malts. The rest of the ingredients we changed. Uh, so there, there's two hooks that, that hold on to the same, but the rest is all different. Did you guys bring another beer, too? Oh, well, <laughs> we brought a lot of How this How many beer beers did you bring? Because we're really proud of this beer. I brought uh, two other beers that I made personally, and Mike brought one that he made um, personally. Too. So let, let, let's let's pick a beer. Let, let's pop it. And oh, sure. um, hey, uh, Ray, another question for you. So, yeah. wh- what do you think about the the role or the need for cast scales in like New York City beer bars now? You'd probably have to ask Alex Hall about that, but uh, um, I don't personally have a uh, enough room for a cask. Um, I really think cask. You have to have like enough demand for it because uh, the shelf life on it. But um, you know, I, I really think Cascal should should be uh, uh, pushed because um, it is so good. If, if if it's if it is very good. So uh, and Sam, what about you? Do, do you think there's a place for Cascal and typical beer bars in New York? Yes, but it has to be uh, handled properly. Yeah, and I don't have the the proper facilities to do it. Mm-hmm. We've tried it for a while, and I'll usually maybe I'll put a pin up on the bar uh, occasionally, but I don't have the proper storage to really condition them and serve them properly. So at this point, we're not serving them. Yeah, In you got to have the demand for it. So yeah. you know they've got to sell out fast. You can't yeah. really have a cask sit around for more than like a, a few days, I guess, or else the beer is going to go bad. Are you guys going to be trying to focus on on doing like fresh local casks? Uh, we, we had a lot of fun doing these ones. So with each new recipe, we actually might can, might do that. At least one cask. At least one cask. With with much better planning, though. As <laughs> yeah. And and Mike, wait. So uh, you're pouring us another beer. What's this? All right. This is a neat beer we made. This is this was. Um, a farmer's market kind of original. So we, we collaborated with Davis's Peach Farm, which is a local peach farm. We used our Ardennes triple recipe. Ardennes is a, uh, a Belgian yeast strain uh, that we kind of weeded through to, to get the Belgian yeast strain we wanted and added uh, just a small amount of the local peaches to the Belgian uh, triple. I can taste the peaches. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's not a punch in the face, right? I mean, it's, it's enough to balance it. At least that's how we thought about it. That's great. I tell you, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the Internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit GreatBrewers.com today. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks to our sponsors, GreatBrewers.com, a comprehensive website aimed at bringing the beer community together. So we're talking with our friends from St. Cambrinus Beer Shop, Waterfront Alehouse, Secret Engine Brewing, and Rocky Point. Um, it's a great little show here. And again, give a big shout-out, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Check it out. That's our home site. That's our network. And uh, you can be a member, too. So HeritageRadioNetwork.org. All right. So uh, Mike Voigt from uh, Rocky Point, you just appeared this other, other beer for us. It's a peach something? It's a peach triple made with uh, the Arden strain of uh, triple yeast. Um, we paired with a local uh, peach grower, Davis's Peach Farm. I do a farmer's market every Sunday, and uh, Davis's Peach Farm is at the farmer's market, so we got it's to right on there. Long Island. In it's Suffolk it's County. out on the East End of Long Island, Suffolk County. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty great. Sam, Sam and Ray, uh, what do you guys think of, of this beer? Any, any tasting notes? I like it. It's. I'm not a big Belgian fan. I'm more of an IPA guy, IPA Pilsner. But uh, I really like this a lot, and I the, the peach is so subtle. It's uh, it's really good. Um, you know, but I mean, that's really kind of what it. I tried to do. Yeah, of course. I don't like fruited beers. I don't, I don't want to taste a wine cooler when I'm drinking a beer, and I've, I've got beers like that. So I tried to, to balance the peach where you can still taste the, the Belgian yeast through it, and I think you can here. Well, there aren't too many peach it. beers, so uh, this is this is a good one. You get just enough to be to know that the peach is in there. It's not overpowering, as you say. It's not a fruit beer, and you, you still get that nice sour finish at the end. So, on, on that note, um, there is a dogfish head has a peach beer, Festina Pesha. Have you had oh, that? Yeah, That's more of a old. sour peach. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. I, I appreciate that beer, uh, but this is not that beer. Not, yeah. not in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a lot more delicate. You know, see, more brewers are, are putting fruit in their beer, but but trying to make a serious beer. It's it's funny, and I started out saying, "Keep your fruit out of my beer." <laughs> it wasn't my thing, but a lot of people like it, and and working with local ingredients, you know, really turns me on. It, working in a farm. No, I'm really glad that you came on and we got to taste your stuff because I've heard so much about you guys, Rocky Point. In Rocky Point, Long Island, I don't even know that was a town. <laughs> <laughs> now I do. Did you know about Rocky Point? Yeah, yeah. I have a friend lives in Rocky. It's Point. tiny, but you, so you guys are still like working in that small scale, and, and you're able to, you know, improvise. I think we want to keep it that way. I mean, this is where we feel good about it. You know, this is if you get too large and you you know you end up doing too much paperwork, and and you're going to step out of that, you know, enjoying what you're doing thing. So you guys are your, your hands on are artisanal brewers. Yeah. But as part of that, you actually have to do things, right? Like, so oh. you have some skills, like you can work Absolutely. with tools. I mean, I, I'm kind of a renaissance man, so uh, I learned how to weld and machine and uh, work electronics. So I built most of my own equipment myself. Uh, I've been brewing for 20-some-odd years, just learning from other people all my life. and I enjoy the hell out of it. 
And then what about with, with Secret Engine with with Matt and Mike? Let's get Matt on too. So you you guys, you're in the Gypsy Brewing stage. I mean, do you guys actually plan to open a brewery or, or two? Yeah, the, the the whole point was that's what we were looking to do, and we wound up at Mike's with Mike because we just going through leases and everything, and everyone's like, oh, you don't want enough space. We want it to be small uh, and local, something very local, sort of sort of the equivalent of Rocky Point, but here in Brooklyn. And how do you guys work? I mean, there's there's you, Mike, and there's there's Matt and the other guy, like wh- Dave. Dave. Dave, thank you. And what are the roles that you guys do, and the skills you bring to it? So, I mean, for real, like people want to know about you guys. Mike, Mike's the brewer. The he's the mouth. He tastes everything. He gets the accounts done. I work the back end, um, and and Dave as well. We we we're a support team for Mike and his brewing. And we Matt was the guy who delivered the keg to us. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt does a lot of uh, lifting. Uh, I pick things up and put things down. <laughs> so what, 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 what's your day job, Matt? What have you done before? Um, before I was in the military before this. Uh, a couple of years ago, I write occasionally. Um, I help build libraries. I, and I'm an odd man. I did electrical work at one point. I was part of a moving company at one point. Um, my whole family's local three electricians, so I learned trade from them. And, uh, and I actually... Worked for Mike at one point in my life before this. He was my boss at another company. So, uh, at a uh, furniture company. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we were talking before Ray said how much he likes to deal with the, the self-distribution. I yeah. like that, too. I mean, I, I've got my guys, Barrier from Long Island and, and other half, and, awesome. and they're coming in every week, and that's how you get to know the brewers. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great way to start. I, the first time I did it, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I had no clue what a, how to write an invoice the correct way. I just fumbled it, but it worked, and uh, we got our our uh, first. Some big, big companies are good at writing invoices, but <laughs> <laughs> as long as you got paid, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 good. Um, you know, Matt and Dave are a good support team for me. Like, I try to spend now at least three days a week out at Rocky Point with Mike. Uh, I. I'm just learning a lot from him. You know, it's like he's he's truly a master craftsman. So being out there, I'm, I'm really my skills are are getting much better. Let's taste one more beer, and then uh, from San Cambrinus' cellars, we're going to try a Jack's. Let's okay. do the Jack Abbey okay. next. Break it up. Taste, All right, we'll, we'll do both. Let's let's let's. Ray, why did you bring that beer? Well, you got I, access to a lot of good stuff too. Yeah, I like I said, I really like uh, hoppy beers, but uh, it, it seems everybody's done everything they had to do with with hops already but uh nobody's really done anything with like lagers so people are starting to come out with like india pale lagers um which are awesome and uh jack's abbey is just one of these like great great brewers up in uh, massachusetts who who do this and um I figured if I brought this, shared it with everybody, and people heard this, maybe uh, Jack's Abbey will start to distribute in New York City, and I'll be able to get this. But uh, this is one of the one of our favorite brewers who we can't get in New York right now. So, uh, so that that's you as as a beer shop owner. Yeah, and you're this hoping is, to influence people's decisions, like to distribute in New York or not. Yeah, and I brought in Haponius Union, which is a wicked hoppy lager. Let's pass it around. Come on. All right. Who wants one? And Sam, is, is there anything new new that you you've discovered recently that you really like? I've seen uh, more and more this summer that people are looking for lighter beers, like Brooklyn. We couldn't give Brooklyn Summer away a couple of years ago. Everybody was still into the IPAs. I see a lot of the younger people looking for summer beers, less hoppy, easier drinking, uh, easy to quaff. 
The Cheers peach to beer. Yeah. If you didn't tell me the peach beer was a triple, I would have never guessed it. It's that it's it's so easy drinking, and it's just got a, a beautiful finish to it. I, that's a, a great summer beer. I could drink a, yeah, a lot now it's of been that. Known as a panty peeler. So. Well, that it gets the job done at the end of the it day. It does. Mid- Midnight Sun from Alaska has a beer called Panty Peeler. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a no, triple. Yeah, too, but yeah. That, that, that's people talk about that for yeah, but, a long time. Man, what a panty peeler is. <laughs> well, what is what is a panty peeler? It's, it's a beer that you, you have no idea how much alcohol you drank until you finished too many of them, <laughs> and then you might. So you want to buy it, you buy it for your lady friends? Yes. But that's that's another light light sour tart beer. That's a fun part of the job, man. <laughs> right on, Mike. So the, so you do let people into your tasting room. <laughs> that's it. Come on in. I'll let you taste the peach beer. Yeah. All right. But what I was saying that the light summer beers, uh, light tart, like Berliner Weisses and um, uh, um, Grimm has a Lichtenheimer beer, like a smoked sour beer. They're they're like all. Four or five percent. They're 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 really doing well for us this year as well. So especially this summer. You know, since since Sam's, I want to give a shout out. We do an event every year called Pig Island, and, and Sam was a big part of it. Did it for many years. But the thing, and Sam's a competitive barbecue. There's like this thing. Mike, Mary, and Sam. You guys went to culinary school. A lot of guys in the beer scene who have great palates started out in culinary school as chefs. But w- what Sam does, it, we're talking about summer drinks and everything, is the pairing of. He comes to a barbecue competition in the morning. He puts out his own head cheese, and he pairs it with what beer? The Rodenbach. Uh. And that makes my day. Anytime Sam's at a barbecue event. But but that's something unique. You know, Just yeah. talking about what your, your skill set is as a bar owner, that is one of my favorite pairings in the whole world. Yeah. And great. how did you it's develop that pairing? a great way to pairing? start the beer. That and a little mustard. Uh, the, uh, the, the tart sourness with the fattiness from the pig's head. Mm. And a little, uh, you know, uh, a little caraway rye bread and a, a nice. You didn't, you didn't happen to mustard. bring any, did you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are you responsible for the hot sauce Island at your establishment? Yes, you are. Yeah, mm. Matt cried when I made him taste it. Ah, it's good stuff. We'll start. Uh, I've been barrel aging it. I've been getting barrels from Catoctin Creek. Uh, they give me their whiskey barrels, which they age their ranch on rye. Then you put the hot sauce in it. Two, yeah, we make this. When I make a mash, I get all my peppers from Tim Stark at Eckerton Hill Farms in uh, Lancaster County. Uh, and I just take whatever peppers he has every year. It's basically a field blend. We make a, a vinegar mash and then just age them in the barrels for two years. I've used, uh, I've used barrels from Old Petrero from Anchor. I've used barrels from Widow Jane and recently Catoctin Creek. Yeah. But how did you ever come up with the, the head cheese and Rotomac pairing? <laughs> it's just, you know... That's it, what I love. I love that pairing. Yeah. You know, the, you got to cut that fattiness. It's like a... You know, it, yeah. Maybe I used to have a liverwurst and a bud. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it just went from there. Contrast marriage. Mike Voigt, yeah, get on the microphone. Yeah, you no, gotta, it's, a, it's a contrast a instead man. of a marriage. Yeah. You have to cleanse Absolutely. your palate. Yeah. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun here. What's the next beer from you guys? We're going to do a secret engine or a... a secret engine beer. All right. This is just a a straight-up black ale. I I tried... I had to experiment with things without any weird ingredients because of government approval. I was like, oh, I like this stuff, but it takes a lot of time. Um, You mean like bacon? (laughs) Not bacon. (laughs) It's mainly just ingredients... Herbs. It's all herbs and spices. Um... 
So this is just a black ale. So what what kind of herbs and spices do you need government approval for? Uh, rosemary and mint. For real? Yeah. It's not on the approved TTB list. Um, smoked Tabasco peppers are not on the approved list. Sage is not on the approved list. Pink peppercorns are not on the approved list. So everything I like to use. Uh, that's the side of brewing I never knew. Yeah, now it gets complicated. Uh, label approval, it gets really complicated. So every beer that you make, there's a unique label and has to be approved before you can sell it? No. Uh, no. no. So if you no. brew with the approved ingredients uh, under an approved, uh, already named style, you do not need to get the, the approval. It's, it's when you want to actually be a creative brewer that they make you jump through hoops. So what, what ingredients are approved? Oh, uh, malt, yeast, hops, and water. What so. about black peppercorns? No. No, no. no. Now, don't, don't, don't start thinking out of the box. What about man. peaches? Draw within the lines, man. Not peaches either. Peaches either. Wow. Draw within so, the lines, So man. you guys can be as creative as you want, but you still have to... Yeah, with those four ingredients. Work with some regulatory things. It's interesting. That, that's pretty interesting. Have you guys ever thought about that, Ray or Sam? I, I, I assumed you just had to get your label approved. I didn't know that... I really didn't understand the process. Every style, I guess. Oh, yeah. Now they make, what if they you make you use hard, essential man. oils? Uh, as long as they're hop oils. Yeah. What if you made an oyster like stout and you put oyster <laughs> shells in? Is that approved? No, no. It's not. And this is what, the feds or the state? It's the feds. It starts at the feds, but the states want to see you have federal approval to do it. So let, let's say you, you made a new beer. So uh, the shtick of beer. Is that, yeah. Does that have a label? Is that approved? Or that's just like it a side project? It doesn't have to be because it's it's got the four traditional ingredients. Uh, we worked outside the box and, and, and used uh, exciting you know, ingredients between the six malts, the three hops, and, the, and then the one specialty yeast that we used. Uh, so we think we kind of brewed something outside the box. It doesn't taste like uh, a traditional beer, but uh, we didn't have to go outside the box with the ingredients in this particular one. Then is, is there a beer that you had to get special approval for? Yeah. Like, so w- tell us one and then tell us the process. Uh, I'm interested. Oh, no, you don't want to know the process. Just give us. <laughs> I mean, this is about the most boring thing. In the- it's, it's the part of the job that I don't like doing. Who wants to do paperwork? You know, it, it took me three years to get a license uh, just because of paperwork. Um, so uh, we try to avoid doing paperwork whenever possible. But w- what beer did you bring that you had to do special paperwork? Oh, that was that peach? The peach. So what, what did you have to do? You just have to list the ingredients and you wait for the approval. You just have to list the ingredients, and then, then you have to go for the... Uh, so it's not so bad. No, it's not so bad, but then you have, you're beholden to the uh, Department of uh, Agricultural, Agricultural and Markets, uh, which is a different uh, department than you're uh, used to working with, with the regular uh, TTB and the uh, SLA. Uh, do you have a farm brewery license? Do you, I don't. You no. Don't. I'd love one. I think it's a fantastic thing. I, I hope there's a whole lot more uh, farm breweries coming out of the island. This is going to you know, up the malt that we are able to get locally, and let's bring it on. Well, I'm going to make a toast to you guys. I think that – I don't think everybody realizes – I think people think it's so easy to jump from you know, home brewer to pro. We talk about that a lot. Oh, no. But I think there's a lot more going on. There is a lot more going on. You pretty much have to about. lose a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you got to be willing to do a lot of paperwork. Sam, did you ever think of, of opening a brewery or a brew pub in all these years? No. Never did. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, this beer is delicious. No, I do. Uh, I have some on a contract brews for me. Uh, we collaborate on some of the recipes, but I don't think that uh, I could devote enough time to be a brewer. Uh, I'm passionate about it. I like it. I've home brewed, but uh, it's not the direction I want to go in. I get it. All right. And Mike, 
Tell us, I need tell us people more about like this you. Black L, quick. Uh, real quick, this Black L, I just wanted to do something. I, I love... I, I like black IPAs, black ales. I wanted to do something that had less roast to it um, and really just play around with the hops to add a different kind of slightly fruitiness. It was, again, it was just, oh, let me see. I want to try something new without herbs. It's really good, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I like it, too. It's, it's straightforward. Yeah. I mean, it's what, like, what I like about black beers is it's color and flavor, but it's not too heavy. Yeah, it's got a nice bitter balance to it, but uh, tasting the malt through it. Oh, it's delicious. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes to talk more on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Today's featured music is a band called Eula. That's E-U-L-A. You're listening to Beer Sessions Radio on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're back here in Roberta's Pizza in the backyard in the ship container of Heritage Radio Network. Great place to, to be hearing this film five years now, and uh, super tired because I got up early this morning, and uh, summer's almost over, guys. So we're all hanging out. But we've got San Cambrinas Beer Shop, Waterfront Ale House, Secret Engine Brewing, and Rocky Point with us tonight. Cheers to you guys. So we're drinking the Black Ale, uh, the Secret Engine Black Ale. Um, well, you guys were just talking about the, the, the peach beer again. Yeah. We were talking I, about regulatory issues and some other things. I, it was just a, uh, a flavor note on the, the peach triple that Mike did that before he added the peaches, it was just peachy to begin with. Like some something what? about the way it fermented. It was just like it, it screamed peaches. It's almost like the peach kind of balanced it all out. And it's like, oh, no, I'm here now, so you guys can back off. Yeah, it was a temperature coefficient using the the Ordens triple yeast that uh, slightly higher temperature level, about 78 degrees, made the the peach flavor come through the yeast before we even added the peaches. And then we added about, uh, it was actually two crates, two uh, wooden crates of peaches to a 100-gallon batch. Do you guys think, like especially Sam and Ray, do you think that your customers are on a technical level of many of the brewers? Do you think they have a real technical education like some of the homebrewers do, or are they just looking for a beer that they like? Some of them are. A lot of them just want to... You know, they look at the list, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Well, let me give this a shot. Uh, and then other people say, well, what do you got that's light? But not too many people come in that are, like, so technical about, well, this tastes of this hop and this taste of this malt or whatever, but you get a, a few of them come in like that. So... Uh, um, it, it, there's a whole cross section that come into our shop, but again, I've only been open a year, so uh, I don't have all that much experience in in that. What about for you, Sam? Uh, we have a lot of people that come in that are home brewers to uh, have known for us for a long time, 
and they can be somewhat particular. They they have sophisticated palates, yes. Do I agree with what they say all the time? No. <laughs> it's extremely hard to please. Uh, but the average person, if we can educate, we give them a slight amount of education onto what to taste in a beer, they're really going to appreciate it a lot more. Uh, we usually give anybody that has a question about a beer, anything that's on draft, they're always going to get a taste before they buy it. Yeah, we're the same uh, way. And we always, you know, we try and tell them, well, do you taste this? Do you taste that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, this is the style of beer that you should be looking for if you buy a six-pack somewhere. Yeah. And it's, like it's, I think I find it... hoppiness? Do you like that West Coast style? Do you like, you know, do you like a, a light lager? What, what beer did you bring tonight, Sam? I saw you walk in with... Uh, okay, I brought some beer that's probably older than a few of the guys sitting in the room here. <laughs> so we'll finish with that. But tell us what it is so we can oh, look some, forward to it. Oh, it's some old Thomas Hardy. Uh... And some Ola Dub that was Ooh. aged in thirty-year-old Scotch barrels. Cheers we've, to Sam. We've had that on the shelf, and that's awesome. Yeah, but this is like, yeah. do you sell this at Waterfront House, or this is like we just do, in I your mean, you know, we basement dust off more bottles than we sell, but there is that niche, you know, and there's a nice coating of uh, snow on the ground, and you thinking about a fireplace. That's when you're going to sell a beer like that, but. I could appreciate it at any time. I'll only drink a few ounces of it, but anybody that has a, a good palate for beers is going to appreciate it. Yeah. Well, if anyone's out there, come join us at Roberta's <laughs> after the show because we have a lot of good things to drink. And you can do that anytime. You, you come, Roberta's, and I'll give you a six bit. o'clock. Meet us in the back. We'll be drinking after the show. I love the sherry out of the uh, Thomas Hardy's. I mean, yeah. you can't beat it. Oh yeah, and that it's, comes with the like this neat marshmallow out of it too. Well, let, let's awesome. let's tell us what this next beer is, and then we'll go straight to that because I think that Mike's excited about it. But what, what's this next beer you poured, Mike Voigt? All right, so it's kind of rocky. Neat. Uh, Mike made this black black ale. I made this black lager. Uh, we're on two different sides of the page with this beer. Uh, they're both black beers. Um, this one used a dehusked, deep bittered black malt from Germany. And I uh, added a bunch of oats to it to kind of smooth it out. So the lager smooths it, the uh, the oats smooths it, and the the fact that it's deep bitter and you don't have the uh, uh, acid uh, that you get from a a roasted barley with the the husk still on it. So I, I kind of find it to just be a smooth kind of stout. It sits at about seven percent alcohol, uh, so that there's some ABV there that you don't really feel unless you know it's there. It's just it goes down too smooth. It's great. I mean, they're, they're, it is very good. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 does, is it hoppier than the black ale, or just is it just it's, the bitterness no, or the it's, roast? It's totally or not. So, so the bitterness is coming from the, um, an overzealous amount of, of dark malts, but they're all dehusted, debittered. Tell you what, if anybody has, any, there's a great group of people here. If you're on Twitter at beer underscore sessions, uh, if you have a, a question, we we can do a question from. Uh, from our Twitter followers at beer underscore sessions because some great people in the room San Cambrian's Beer Shop Waterfront Ale House Rocky Point and uh, Secret Engine so this is pretty awesome so we got a black lager and we had a black ale and uh, I like I like dark beers in summer I'll tell you that but yeah you guys are cool I mean I, I, I want to talk about Rocky Point because I've heard about you guys and I'm really psyched to be tasting through what you're doing and I feel like they're kind of like the, the future of beer. That You hear about all these breweries opening around the country, but most of them are nanos and, and, and brew pubs, which, which kind of fits. 
You know, it's like seems like every every community should have their own brewery. I mean, that's how you feel, right, about your distribution. Absolutely, and I, I really like the Everett community gets behind their local brewery. I don't I don't mind going farther. I appreciate being in other places. I'd like to get the people in my town excited about my beer and and, and get behind the beer that, that I make locally and, and not have to go distance to to, to sell the beer. Um, I mean, it is out of the box. It's the beer I like. It's not necessarily the beer everybody likes. I, I, I try to brew, you know, with a palate that says, you know, these people will like the beer, but I brew what I like. You know, we like it. Extra. We like we're, it. And we're, trying to support, to we're trying to support all the local brewers as well. So, uh, you know, just, you know, help them out, helps us out, and our customers like to support local stuff as well. So, uh it, 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 everyone's a winner on that side. So, and one of Secret Engine's missions is to bring back what the local brewery was, especially like with Rocky Point. Is everyone, every small community had their brewery. That's how it was in the Revolutionary War. That's how it was in the Civil War. And that's what we want again. Is everyone has their local brewery? Everyone goes there, hangs out, drinks, gets to know everyone, and everyone hangs out. It's just. And they it's make a simple. revolution, well, you know? <laughs> Green Dragon Tavern. We, we had a woman on Christine Sismondo. It's called America. Her book is America Walks Into a Bar. And she talked about how it, before the Revolutionary War, it was actually taverns and pubs. This is where people met and they, and they, they came together, and that kind of mm-hmm. led to democracy. And they all specifically made their own beer. Every tavern had their own. Green Dragon Tavern had its own beer. And we have an English guy here, too. Be upset at us over. Let's give an intro. This is one of our our, our listeners from uh, England. It's a uh, Garen Baker. He's been on the show a few times. Every time he comes to the states, he comes to visits. He comes to Jimmy's number forty three. Hey, Garen, you? thanks for coming over, man, and I appreciate your listening. So, what did you think of the beers that, that that we tasted tonight? Always good to get me to speak at the end of the show. Having <laughs> 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 thanks very much. I thought all four all four beers were beautiful. The first one especially. Um, as soon as I tasted it, it, it tasted like a sort of traditional car scale from England. It really did taste like And Mike made a really good point. You know, don't chill it down. You know, you, you don't want it that cold. And pubs tend to do that sometimes in England, you know. And more often than not, they go out of business, as most pubs do in England um, at the moment. But, yeah, beautiful beers. Really, really nice, yeah. Yeah, so different. Do so you think if, 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 if someone was making a beer like that, super local and, and treated properly for cask, you think that there's a demand, whether it's England or, or America, yeah, people definitely. would go. Yeah, for it. yeah. If the beer's good, I mean, let's I'm, have more of that. Let's have more of the shtick of beer. That was pretty special. I mean, there are a lot of. I was, I was saying to Mike earlier, there's a lot of pubs that are closing down in England, but there's a lot of local kind of like microbreweries that are, you know, are brewing, and you know, bringing their bringing their beers to to pubs and pubs are you know putting them on, and local supermarkets are putting those beers on. So there is, a, you know, a, a bit of that going on, which is which is great. Yeah. All right, this is fun. <laughs> but I, 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 I like this. I mean, this is. I think my criticism of, of cask, the cask in America was that, like I said, you know, it was seven years ago. Every bar was trying to do a cask program, and people were trying to sell you a system. But the beers weren't conditioned to be served as cask. Forget what we, whether we can have the space to serve them or or the, or the knowledge. It was the actual beers themselves, and we were waiting for. You know, especially beers from England that certain imports like Be United would send. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't really anyone making proper cast beers in the States. And this is the first I've had in a long time. Like I said, wow, I like drinking this as a cask. Yeah. So cheers Beautiful. to you guys, Secret Engine and Rocky Point. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Now, what do you think, Ray? I mean, 
If you had more beers like this, would you put a put a pin or well, I on your bar sometimes? I definitely put a put a gravity on the bar, and uh, like I told told Mike at the end of our event, uh, you know, just let me know what what you got coming out, and I got room for you. So, uh, like I said, support the local guy, and uh, and and Mike and Dave are awesome guys, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. But uh, they're they're awesome and. Uh, We'll, we'll, like I said, we'll support support them. I think one thing that I like is I like, I mean, a friend of mine, Horace Dornbush. You guys, some of you know him. He's the assistant editor of the Oxford Encyclopedia of Beer. And a few years ago, he said he felt that at this point now, Newbury should specialize in a style, whether it's German or English or Belgian. And um, I don't know. Is there something to say about that? You're saying you like Pilsners and IPAs, but at some point, do you think that Breweries have to specialize. You know, I think there's a there's a there's an interesting thing there. I've been a beer judge for many years. Uh, went through the BJCP, but um, I think actually style uh, stifles creativity. So I think specializing actually hurts uh, the ability to keep making better and better beers. If you're you're constantly trying to brew to a style, uh, it, it's great to learn the craft, but beyond that, you should get to a point where you're making something that people like, that you like, that's outside the box. Everything has already been done before, and, and if you're going to keep going with that, you're going to hurt yourself, you're going you're to hurt the uh, ability to keep making better beers. Someone's going to come up with something new. Well, that's what America's doing, right? Breaking all the rules. And, and speaking of going outside of your comfort zone, Mike is not an IPA fan, and Mike, by far, has brewed one of the best IPAs that most people outside of Rocky Point have not, and Patchogue, have not had the chance to taste, called the Crom IPA, and that was, that was a phenomenal beer. Is it retired? I didn't retire it. It just, you know, it, it came ridiculously expensive to make, um... That's that's one of those things brewing to style and, and learning how to brew. Uh, it's 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 not my favorite style, but I learned how to do it. I learned how to do it well. So you're saying expensive? Why? Because you had to spend a lot on hops. Oh, the, the hops are ridiculous. So to so to, to make the absolute best IPA, you got to throw a lot of hops in at the very end of the beer, and, and uh, the hops everybody wants are the most expensive hops. So you're gonna you're gonna put yourself out of profitability. Even, okay even Jeff O'Neill from Peaksco was saying that a couple weeks ago on her show. Same thing. He said there's certain beers that everybody wants, but they only make in small batches at their brew pub. Now, it's, it's, it's great reason, to put yourself right? on the map. Put, put your face on the map with them. And, and I get the appeal of the beer. It's not my beer, though. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to wrap up the show. Let, let's just go around. Uh, first, first, Ray, uh, say a few words about what you're doing at uh, San Cambrinas. Like I said, we just finished our uh, our first year. We had a great weekend to celebrate our anniversary. We had an uh, awesome tap list, a Saison tasting with uh, some of the new people who work in our, our place. Um, and we're looking forward to our second year of business and uh, go forward and uh, keep doing what we're doing. Thank you very much for uh, you know helping with the, the good beer seal, which will also uh, you know bring in more people. But... Uh, um, we're just going to continue what we're doing. So uh, uh, that, that's about it. Uh, have more events um, and just have some great beers on tap. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Sam, Waterfront Alehouse? Yeah, we, we just keep on going. We keep uh, 
keep changing our menu around. We're doing uh, a lot of different barbecue and getting ready for the fall and Oktoberfest menus. Uh, looking forward to upcoming events. Pig Island. Uh, Are you going to be in Pig Island this year? Uh, I'm going to talk to you later. All right. The Atlantic, <laughs> the Atlantic Antic is probably one of the greatest street fairs in all of New York City. That's on September 28th. Uh, we'll all be participating. Yes, we are too. Really good event. Excellent food all the way up and down Atlantic Avenue. Uh, so that's a great. That's a really great Brooklyn event, isn't it? Yeah, it Atlantic is. Antic. It is. It's the biggest street fair in New York City right now. And I'll give a shout out too with the, with Pig Island uh, at ilikepig.com. In the next week or two, there's going to be the Pig Island ebook. And Sam's a big part of it. He's got his head cheese recipe. We talked about the famous head cheese and Rodenbach pairing. If you want to know how to make his head cheese recipes in there. And there's a great photo essay of Sam starting with a half pig and, and making competitive barbecue style, you know, smoked smoked pig. So cheers to you, Sam. You did a great job. We did that last summer. We had a great time with you. Yeah. And you make great food, too. Good and people uh, deserve each other. All right, Mike Voigt, Rocky Point. What's going on? What's coming up next? What's coming up next? New beers? Oh, well, the next, the next beer is a collaboration beer with Mike Mayer here. Um, it's yet to be named. Yes. You know, it's, it's a child we created, but we want to taste before we name it. So this is really something cool. Secret Engine, Rocky Point, you guys are working together. Who knows where it'll go, but we like like the beers. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's actually, we're having a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. The time is at. You know, making making good beer. So, it, that, and that's the bottom line of what we're looking to do. So, all right. And our our good buddy Garen Baker from from uh, Devon, England. What are you doing this week in New York City? Uh, I've got nothing to promote. Um, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a beer shop. I've never brewed beer, but I've drunk an awful lot. <laughs> so, uh, here I'm just uh, you know hanging out, drinking beers. That's about it, really. All uh, right. Just lucky to be here, really. Thanks for coming yeah. on once again. And also, a big shout-out Pig Island. PigIsland.com. It's our fifth year. It's a great event. This year, we're branching out. We've got some great New York City breweries. We've got Barrier uh, from Long Island, Single Cut, and Rockaway at, at participating, as well as Ciders. And we've got 25 great chefs from New York City. And all the pigs are from Flying, Par- Flying Pigs Farm upstate. And also, check out our site, GoodBrewSeal.com. We're going to have one or two uh, special Oktoberfests. Uh, featuring the beers of Be United, some real interesting traditional historical German beers. It's going to be a different type of Oktoberfest. Check it out, goodbrisseal.com. And once again, thanks to our sponsors at greatbrewers.com who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to Ray, Mike, Mike, Matt, Garen, and Sam for joining me here on the Heritage Radio <laughs> Network. Who's Mike? Which Mike? Secret Engine plus Rocky Point equals good beer. All right. Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie Seiden and Justin Kennedy, and our engineer extraordinaire, Jack Inslee. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store.